0: It's the name of the Lord. I want you to pray for your family, pray for your children, pray for your spouses, pray for your father's house, your mother's house, pray that everybody will leave, pray for peace, pray for life, pray for protection, pray that the hand of God shall rest upon people's lives, pray against accidents. Pray against evil report, pray against bad news. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified, Lord Jesus. Be glorified. Lord Jesus, we thank you for our homes. Thank you for our families. Thank you, Lord, for your kindness, for your goodness. Thank you for your favor thank you for your love thank you lord we adore you we honor you we worship you be glorified jesus be glorified thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit to you be all the glory to you be all the honor pray that this week there shall be a performance this week good things will come to pass this week breakthroughs will happen this week honor glory shall be released this week opportunities this week open doors talk to Jesus father be glorified we declare that we shall hear good news this week we avert evil reports we cancel bad news in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus somebody say a good amen you may please be seated in heavenly places hallelujah shout a better amen amen want to welcome you to yet another wonderful week of God's glory and God's presence. I'm excited that you are alive and and well and I know God is about to do something unusual in your life. We, we are going to um, scratch the surface of what God has for us today and I believe that somebody will capture a revelation that will add value to, to your life. Um, but James, can you look the front here a little so that I can praise God? It's like the buzz is too much. Praise God. So God, God is going to... Thank you, thank you, thank you. God is going to add value to your life. Who is ready to grow? Are you ready to grow? Who is ready to grow your spiritual life? Are you sure you want to grow your spiritual life? So listen very carefully because what God is giving to us today... Will change your life forever. In, in the second service, I'll do an illustration that will add value to um, what we are, uh, uh, are doing. Um, I want to speak to you today about what I've titled Understanding the Dimensions of Spiritual Growth. Understanding the dimensions of spiritual growth. Understanding the dimensions of spiritual any believer who begins the journey or who decides or who comes to the point of realization that I must grow my spiritual life, I must grow in my walk with God, they must understand what I'm about to teach because your understanding of this level of faith brings into being what should I grow? What does it mean to grow spiritually? I know we've been talking about this, you know for several weeks but then the question is what should i grow spiritually what must i grow because for all you may know many people have served god for a long time and then they thought they were doing spiritual growth but they were not growing what we call spiritual growth if you've heard my teachings and preaching for all this while do you realize that sometimes people are trying to have moral transformation Sometimes people are trying to have habitual transformation. People are trying to have some kind of um, um, transformation in different areas of their lives. It's not bad if you're a child of God, you're a Christian, you want to improve, you want to become better, you want to become a great person. You realize that even those in the world who are not Christians, unbelievers, often some of them want to have transformations. They want their life to become better. They want to get better in life. So when you become a Christian, you you look for more than that. You want to be more better than that. And and when I say better, I'm not saying you want to put yourself under pressure to become something you are not. But the important thing is this, when we talk about spiritual growth, you want to know what is all this? What am I really growing? So that from the word go, you know, That spiritual growth is what it is. This is what I am growing. And then you are able to tell at every given point that whatever it is that I am growing, I am growing it well, I am doing well at it. And that is where the excitement, the joy, and the peace comes in. Often there are many Christians who are never happy. Who never become happy no matter what happens they never become happy no matter what they get they can get money they can get children they can get married they can get houses they can get a whole lot you can talk about but they are never happy and often all such things are signs pointing to the fact that they are not growing. You know, some can become pastors, you can become a bishop, you can become a you can become a prophet, you can become whatever, and yet you are never happy. And these are indices, indicators, that after all said and done, you are still not growing. And that is why it's key to look at this aspect of spiritual growth. We ended at a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. When I began to talk about, you know, your you spiritual growth means death. That if you don't die, you don't grow. Now, we began to look at First Corinthians chapter 15. And we began to look at the dimensions, the dimensions of things. And we talked about earthly things and heavenly things, terrestrial and terrestrial things. And talking about in the midst of all the dimensions, there are different levels of expectations or different levels of growth. 1 Corinthians 15, I want to do the verse number 39 to the verse number 41. First Corinthians 15, the verse number 39 to the verse number 41. And we are speaking about understanding the dimensions of spiritual growth. The Bible says, And all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh, of man, another flesh of beast, another of fish, another of birds. Now, when you look at the flesh of men and the flesh of beasts, or in other words, the body of men and the, and the body of beasts, the body of men and the body of beasts, the body of fish and the body of birds. Now, the way fish must grow or the body of men must grow, the way men must grow is different from the way that a uh, beast must grow. The way fish must grow is different from the way birds must grow. Now, understand this. Understand, when I'm talking about dimensions, you can't compare the way beast grow to the way man grow. You can't compare the way fish grow to the way bird grow. Though they must all grow. So I'm talking about the dimensions. Now, if you look at how fast a fish is growing and you compare to A bird, you are making a big mistake. You look at how man is growing, you compare to a beast, you're making a big mistake. And so, these are the things I want us to look like. For instance, if you are raising pig or you are doing pigry farm, you know, pigs can use maybe three months or maximum four months to produce um, 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 uh, piglets. Are you hearing me? And within a short time, if you have maybe 10, you can begin to have about 100 of them that is how they operate. So if you look at the way pigs grow and look at their, their their reproduction systems and how they do it and multiply and compare to human beings, you'll be making a mistake. Though they are all growing in their own way, you understand? So we're looking at the dimensions of spiritual growth. And so Apostle Paul is giving us some dimensions and he's drawing some lines. And you go to number 40, he said there are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, that is heavenly bodies and then earthly bodies. He said, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. And and, and the terrestrial bodies and celestial bodies, they all have the word glory means they shine differently. They, 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 they expand differently or they grow differently. They attract differently. Now, so Paul, after saying that, then he comes to the 41. see There is one glory of sun. Now, he's talking about some um, um, things in the heavens, and even in the heavenly realm, he's trying to say, In that dimension, though they shine differently, even the sun has its own level of shining, the moon has its own level of shining, the stars has its own level of shining. He said, there is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, another glory of the stars. For one star differed from another star in glory. Even among stars, or even the sun is by itself, moon by themselves. But he said, even among the stars, he said, there are some stars that shine than another. So this is talking about the dimensions of spiritual growth that even amongst men, Amongst pastors, right? Even amongst believers, even amongst mothers, amongst fathers, some can shine than i When I talk about the way shine, I'm not talking about people having things. Um, everything I say, I will lead to growth, spiritual growth. So he says, even among friends, among brothers, among sisters, some can grow than another. It's a choice. So, all I'm trying to point at is there are dimensions of growth. Now, moving on from here is very, very important you begin to ask yourself if I'm going to be productive in my work with God. If I'm going to be strong in my work with God. First of all, you have to understand what is my level. Now, if you don't know your level, you can not grow. If you don't know where you are at, you'll be deceived to think you are growing. Now, we go to church and, and when we go to church, a pastor preaches a word like this, teaches a word like this, you deceive to think everyone understands. You can be in church for 10 years, 40 years, a good church, a wonderful pastor, a great place, and you didn't grow because you didn't capture the revelation of your level, the revelation of your dimension. So you may be growing like a sun, though you are a star. Even among stars, you might have been in another level, but you are undergrowing. And every time you undergrow your level of growth, it begins to affect your joy. It begins to affect your stamina. It affects your dedication. So two people can go to church. The same message came. They are all praying the same kind of prayers. One is excited. They are growing. One is depressed. They are not happy. Now, what is happening is you have to find out what is my level, where am I at now, what am I actually growing, and what should I grow? Now, to move on from there, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 13, and let me open you up to something that will help you. So, from the word go, you don't make a huge mistake that many have made, because many Christians, hear the word of God, you write notes, they love God, but the truth of the matter is they are never growing or they've never set up a strategy to grow. The way something they are growing is that they pray, they read Bible, they do devotion, they go to church, even that many are still struggling. So when you ever decide, like the, the year is about to come to an end, and as usual, many will come to church at the first night, trying to make New Year resolutions, trying to, I'm now going to be consistent with my Bible reading, I'm now going to be consistent with my devotion, I'll be consistent with my prayer life, I'll be committed to church, I will serve more to church, I will do this and I will do that. First Corinthians 13 from the verse number one, I will do this and I will do that and I will do this and I will do that. That is great. But you realize that you start doing all those things and at the time the year is coming to an end, you are more broken, more shattered, more down than ever. Why? Because all you want is you want to grow. Why do you want to grow? You want to have a very, very finished and a very glorious, flourishing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so at a certain level, if you are not growing, it affects It becomes an impediment. There comes an impediment between you and the Lord. Not because of him, but because you've not grown to be able to connect the level where, you know, he is. And so 1 Corinthians 13, the verse number 1. The Corinthian church was one of the most powerful churches in the world in, in the Bible days. One of the most anointed churches. One of the spiritually gifted churches. One of the glorious churches. One of the churches where most people today want to go to. You see so many miracles, you see so much prophecies, you see word of knowledge, you see all the giftings of the spirit and you see all the giftings of ministry, apostles were there, prophets were there, teachers were there, miracle workers were there, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know, it's the church that was the deal, the do you know, the don't change. The church, everybody you want to go, when you go, it doesn't take long. The anointing comes upon your life. But Apostle Paul went to that church. Don't forget, time will come and I'll come back. You remember, we look at First Corinthians chapter, the verse number 3, from the 1 going, when I came to you, I wanted to feed you with meat, but I could not, but I had to feed you with milk. This was the church. Strong church, anointed church, powerful church, mega church, glorious church, growing, very powerful. But the people in the church were not growing. All the people in the church were babies. They were not growing. And that is very shocking and surprising. Do we have such things today? Are some of these things happening today? So when you go to First Corinthians 13, just to help you to know what are you growing? The Apostle Paul began to speak to the church of Corinth and Paul began to say to them he said though i speak with the tongues of men and i uh, i speak with the tongues of men and uh, And of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or thickening cymbal. Number two, he said, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Look at what Paul is saying. Look at this, number three. He said, I am nothing. Can many Christians look at themselves? And say I am nothing. I know you won't say that because we've taught you positive confession. We've taught you say right things, say good things. But the truth of the matter is, many Christians are too proud. They can't even tell they are nothing. Paul is saying all the things that will attract people to to you. All the things that will make you look cool. All the things that will make you look very powerful. All the things that will make you look very great, very very anointed, very immune. He said you may have all those things. But there is a dimension of your work with God. If you are not growing in that area, you are nothing. He said you are nothing. I, I, how many pastors can look at themselves? How many brothers or sisters can look at themselves and say, I, I feel like I am nothing. That is where you come to the end of yourself. That is where you come to brokenness. That is where you come to the, you come to the point where you know that you know that when I look at myself and I look at the way I embrace I must be broken enough to say I am nothing. Because God only works with nothing. He said you are nothing because you are dead. You have to actual, you have to accept it. I am dead. I need God. And so Paul is saying that when I look at you, I can see the gifts in this place. I can see power flowing. I see the glory of God here. It's unfortunate. The greatest dream of the average Christian today is to walk in the gift of the Spirit and walk in the power of God, walk in the glory of God and do things. But look at this, look at this, look at this. Is it possible that in your decision to want to grow, is it possible that many people, their migration or their progression, they are thinking about how they can also become pastors, how they can also become ministry materials. And it's like in their mind, when you become that way, it's evidence and proof that you have really crossed through the ranks. What it is physically is the same, spiritually, no? So Paul is saying here that you are doing all this and you don't have love. You are nothing nothing. Number three. He said and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Listen to this very carefully. To feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have and have not charity it profited me nothing. He said even if you take all your properties, take all your wealth, all your goods, give it to the poor. Go to the street of London, all the beggars, all the people who are homeless, sitting on the streets, give them houses, give them food to eat, feed them, do things for them. He said, even if you surrender your body to be burned and you die and you don't have love, he said, you are useless. He said, you are nothing. We have to be careful. We have to look at some things because if it comes to spiritual growth, every child of God must begin to know, specifically must begin to know the dimensions, how these things work or else in your entire Christian life, what you thought you were growing was not spiritual growth. And so at the point in your work with God, you need to receive divine communication That will help you know that i must now settle and resolve this with my destiny i am going to grow this is where i am at this is what i must grow this is how i must grow because you don't have to deceive yourself in these things now number five he said doubt not be he said that's not behave or number five number 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 four he said charity suffered long and it's kind. Charity yet not. Charity vaunted not itself. It's not passed up. Now nah, he's talking about love. He's talking about love. You can give me the NLT, 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 NLT. New Living Translation, you see. So, charity is talking about love and he's saying, love is patience and kind. Love is not generous or boastful or proud. Go to number five. Number five. He said, or rude or it does not demand its own way. Do you see that? He said, it is not irritable. It is Keeps no record of being wronged. Now, leave it there. What I want to say is this. This is different level. And, and it's, it's banking on different interests. Your, your behavior, the way you come across. So really when it comes to spiritual growth, it's, it's, it's compendium of things. Compendium of things. The way you talk, the way you behave, your mannerism, your connection with God, is compendium of things. Your behavior, your character, compendium of things. So it's not one thing. It's not one area. Are you hearing me? Compendium of things. And so he's talking about all these things and he's saying, if really you are growing, You see, you should have all these things in place. Lacking in these basic things that is rooted in love is evidence and proof that the child of God is not growing. Are you hearing me? That the child of God is not growing. But he says, you have the giftings, you have the anointing, you have the power. He said, hold on, make no mistake to equate that jesus christ to the fact that you are growing it's very very important because if you don't capture this revelation you may be deceived and you will not take time to sit down to take stock to say let me now begin to do the right thing let me now begin to go the right direction much of the frustrations that many Christians have experienced in their walk with God is because they don't catch this revelation. Truly, many want to grow. Truly, many want to rise. Truly, many are willing to rise up to the stature of Christ. They are willing to progress in their spiritual walk with God, but they are yet to discover their dimension. You put a human being down, when I do the illustration, you see a baby, and then you see a toddler, you, you see a baby, you see a toddler, you see a child, you see maybe a youth, you see maybe a young adult, you see an adult, you see, you see, um you know, maybe uh, um, an old man or an old woman or whatever you can put it. But you see, one of the things you will have to understand, even a baby, you express some dimension of growth in the level of a baby. Then when you look at a child or a toddler, you express some dimension of growth. If you are not seeing it, it raises alarm, you become concerned. And you look at, like at, at a youth or at a young adult, you express some dimension of growth. Please, are you hearing me? And, 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 and they are compendium of things the way they think, the way they reason, the way they eat, their digestion system. You know, the compendium of things that a parent look at. I, the way they're raising the way they come across is your child growing is your child behaving like a real toddler Do you you understand? Are people of his age or age moving beyond him or her? So you're looking at all those things. You become a youth, you're also looking at is is this child growing at the level where they are. You become a young adult, we begin to look also. Is this person really growing as a young adult? Is this person actually growing? So, So these are the things. Now in the same first Corinthians chapter 13, the verse number eleven. When I was a child, first Corinthians 13, the verse number eleven. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Is somebody here? It's key, you understand now, be careful that at your level you are not growing like a child and you are making great strikes, amazing strikes, and everything is moving well. But when you begin to look at the dimensions of spiritual growth, you are growing a wrong person. You're reading Bible every day, praying every day, but everything you are doing, you are growing like a child. Meanwhile, by now, you should be growing like a youth in the realm of the Spirit. Now, you are growing like a star, but you should be growing like a different kind of star. Is somebody here. Is somebody here. Now, so the, you, the only way you can understand these dimensions is for you to know, what do I have to grow? What do I have to grow? When you know what I have to grow, it makes it easy for you to understand because you don't have to be frustrated in your work with God. And you can't exhaust your work with God. So when I was a child, I raising like a child, at the level of that dimension, it's okay for you to grow the way you are growing. It's okay for you to operate the way you are operating. But in your migration, in your migration, there's expectation. In the second service, you see a man with his, maybe his two sons, and you see a little one, right? The little one has the DNA of his father inside of him. His father is huge, thick and tall. And the little one looks very little and smallest and an entity at a certain level. But you see, you don't underestimate the little one. In the little one is the fullness of the father. in Moshe. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The fullness of the father is in this little midget boy. If I can use that word. Yeah, when you see him, you will see when I'm doing the service. And you see this little man who smiles like the father, who talks, who is like the father, does everything like the father, yet they are not the same. But in his migration and progression, one day you become like the father. But it is allowed that at the level of that little boy, there is some expectation of growth. And so at this level, he's allowed to grow at that level. He's allowed to expand, develop at that level. He's allowed to begin to rise, to begin to grow, to begin to develop, flourish at that level. But there is a time coming, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 11, when I was a child, I was like a child. I behaved like a child. I thought like a child. Then when I became old, I began to also raising like that. A transformation as okay. A change of thought. A change of understanding. The child now understands his dimension. Now the child can grow and become like the father. And he doesn't have to grow tall again. He may not have to grow big again. Yet at his father's level, growth is required. But the kind of growth required at his father's level is not the same as the kind of growth that was required when his father was like that little boy. So though all of them are growing, the expectation where the father or where the younger brother is expected is different from that of where the father is expected. If the father begins to clap his hands and celebrate because he's making huge strikes like the little boy will start crying. Though his growth, but it's not the growth expected why he has missed his dimension. So the moment the father begins to realize he's now growing like a little boy, he becomes frustrated, despondent, discouraged. He goes to church. He still serves God, he still praise, but very frustrated, never happy, always broken, always down. Why? Because he hasn't caught the revelation of the dimension and the revelation of what he should be growing. His competitors are not that little boy. Now, that little boy at this level must not crash himself because he's not like his father he must not damage himself because not that he's like his father that's what most churches are doing they are damaging people's fate this making people operate in some dimensions that is destroying them so the little boy's dream is uh, he want to be like his father overnight no he must understand his dimension and understand what kind of material is made of and begin to grow in that dimension and grow and keep growing, develop and mature in that dimension. And so as he's moving on, you enter a new dimension. Every new dimension you begin afresh. Then you grow it and you enter a new dimension. You begin afresh, you grow it you enter a new dimension. Now, this is where when I meet pastors, I begin to teach them, how do you grow as a pastor? Because many pastors don't grow, they don't know how to grow. That the fact that you have powerful revelations, powerful vision, you can teach things, say things. No, I have been on this journey for a long time. That Even as a pastor, I am required to grow. I can't grow like you. I must grow differently. But I would say he would takes this upon himself. This job upon himself must count himself of double honor. That means you have double job to do. So the pastor must grow himself and then grow the people. You don't grow yourself by the message you are preaching to people. You don't grow. It's not what you use to grow yourself and you come and preach to people with it. You must grow. So the fact that one church is bigger than the other. Another. The fact that one church they have this, they have that, doesn't mean they are growing. Apostle Paul, look at the Corinthian church. And he said, look at you. Many people are here. Miracles are happening. Breakthroughs are happening. But you are nothing. You are good for nothing. You are going nowhere. Why? They were not growing. Dimensions. So this, this, this example I just did, they must all understand their dimensions. And when they understand their dimensions, something begins to shift. Now, when you look at God's, when our Indian are move, when you look at God's words, there are three or four levels of how you grow in the kingdom. You grow by the milk word. You grow by the honey word. You grow by the fire word. You grow by the word of water. So the moment you capture the dimensions at every given point you then begin to know listen to me how to grow listen to me listen to me if you are serving god you are not growing you are the same your emotional level is the same you talk the same you behave the same you pray the same you are like your uncle you are like your auntie everything is the same yet you are born again you are the light of the world matthew chapter six you are the light of the world the city set on a hill cannot be hidden you are the sort of the world but all these years you are yet to be one light you talk the same way, you pray the same way, everything is the same, you get angry the same way. What kind of church you good? What kind of Bible are you holding? Paul is saying that you are speaking in tongues, you are prophesying. First Corinthians 13 from verse 1. You are doing all these things, but you don't have love. He said you are proud. He shows them all those things, and he said, Do self-analysis. He said you are nothing. He said, man, i be camping for you. They may say, wow, 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 wow. I know how it is like. We pray campus work, and people come to us with this saintly, you know, atmosphere. Man of God, man of God. His God is great. But you see, my focus is not on the miracle. I want to grow. I said, I want to grow. Ah, spiritual growth is compendium, compendium of things different set of things put together not one thing and so anytime at any given point you realize you are falling short in one area of your life you have to understand that spiritual growth is not taking its place why you don't yet understand the dimensions the dimensions what are you at what level are you and so the moment you get this revelation now, this is the level where I am now. In the Christian we 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 have new believers. Are hear you hearing? We have what? New believers. I, okay. We, we we have we have believers who are settling. We have backsliding believers. We have strong believers. Are hear you hearing me? We we have men of God, women of God, and then we have believers who are serving in the house of God. We have true disciples of Jesus. Hear me very carefully. All these things I'm mentioning we must find a way for them to understand their dimensions and then grow according to the level they are. So if you're a backslided Christian, maybe you used to do things for God, you used to win souls, you used to touch lives, and you backslided, and now you decided, I want to serve God well again, you must understand your dimension you used to pray for 1 hour you used to you used to do many great things and you have stopped you've not been doing that for a long time but you can talk the same talk you look the same way. You can dress the same way. You know what the manner is. That's a deception of many believers. You must stop and understand your dimension. Don't go back and say I have to pray one hour. And the moment I pray one hour, I've broken it. It's not true. Understand your dimension that you've backslided. Understand your dimension. You have not been the same person for one year, for two years. And the moment you understand your dimension, it makes it easy for the journey of growth to begin. It's somebody here. So that is where you begin to realize. Do I need the word of milk? Or I need the water of the word? Or I need the word of honey? Or I need the word of fire? Do you see that? There are some believers. If you want to raise them by the word of fire, they will say, no, I don't like this one. This is too much for me. I can't stand this one. There are some that need the word of water. It cleanses. No hassle. It cleanses. Some need a word of milk. Smooth. No problem. That one, even if you can't take them, it can be pushed into you by force. And you will take it. Even crying, you will be taking it. And as you are crying, thank you, thank you. You are crying, but you are thanking and you are taking. Then there are some that need a word of fire. That one. His. ooh. He, who, too much. You he, ah. he he won't be sign. You must die. You need the word of fire. Now, all these things is determined by you. As I'm preaching now, you have to decide Am I receiving the word of fire? Am I receiving the word of milk? Am I receiving the water of the word? What? Am I receiving? How have I positioned myself to receive? I never sit in any service. Never sit in any service without determining my level. There are are times and seasons according to the word of God you are hearing. You should resize yourself and say no. No, no, this is not fire for me. This is milk for me. (laughs) There are seasons as you sit down here God's word. You must just know this cannot be honey for me. This word is milk for me. Is somebody here? If you want to grow, wave at me. Do you want to grow? Oh, come on. Do you want to grow? Hey, yeah, yeah. If you want to grow, hear this. You must understand your dimension. There are dimensions. You see, in every territory, there are laws. In every territory, there are laws. And the laws determines how people should behave. The laws determines how people should operate. And in every territory, there are demonic forces and powers. In every territory, there are different things that rules and govern. I me, somebody here. And if you make a mistake to misrepresent, miscalculate your territory, you will crash. You must know your territory. You must know you yourself and territories are determined by people by families territories are determined by dimension of growth even among the stars there are territories some stars when they start shining they are shining on the stars they have grown and they keep growing I'm bringing you on the ladder of growth and we are taking a new dimension in this journey and until the children of God enter and access this realm by first understanding their own personal dimension and level, you may be growing something that God has not ordained you to grow. Though he some Christian. Paul is talking to the most powerful church in the world. He said, it's a disaster. He says it's a disaster that you guys have done well fasting, praying, receive what the gift of the Spirit, prophesy, cast out devils, heal the sick, you know, see word of knowledge, discerning of spirits? You guys have really migrated in this gift of the Spirit, but unfortunately, unfortunately, um, the compendiums of things that make up of spiritual growth, I realize at your level, you are like babies. Now they were they may not have. Being toddlers. They may not have been at the level of youth as figuratively expressed. They may not have been at the level of whatever. They might have grown big. But Paul was displeased. That at your level and the way you carry yourself. And the way you come across. It's unfortunate that you are nothing. And what he was referring to was your giftings. And the grace upon your life does not equate your growth. What you were saying was the things you are saying and the knowledge you are expressing on your tongue and the way you behave and the way you do it does not equate your growth. (laughs) Hey, we need help. We need help. Christianity is not talk, it's not cheap talk. It is practical. It must be seen, manifested. In the life of the redeemed of the Lord. It must be seen manifested in a life that is dead to Christ. That is, This is why you begin to ask the questions. How do I do these things? You died. But Christ is alive in you. Expressing his life. So all you do is you fellowship with that life of Christ. And grow that divine life. What are you growing? For spiritual growth, are you ready? Hear me if you are not growing, it's a good day for Satan. You have to grow. So, I'll begin to explain to you first, Peter chapter 2, verse 2 as newborn babies. You see, desire the sincere look of the land that you may grow thereby. That means there must be growth. There must be what people must grow. The whole idea is this when you you must come to a point in your work with God, right that when you see people who are not growing you should be able to tell me when I see you as a Christian you are not growing not because I'm a pastor I don't pray about it I know you are not growing I can talk to you five minutes and I know you are not growing it's not judgment that you don't judge people no 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 no. this is not about judgment you must know people are not growing you must know Paul went to the Corinthians First Corinthians chapter 3 and he said when I came I wanted to talk to you like growing people you see that First Corinthians 3, verse 1, I wanted to give you meat. He said, I could not give you meat. I gave you milk. Why? They were not growing. Paul could tell they are not growing. Paul could, tell, Paul, Paul could tell that these people are not growing. They are not growing. It's a bad day for a believer not to be growing. It's crisis for a Christian not to be growing. Much of the problems we have in our families, Much of the problems we have in our lives. Much of the problems people have in their future. And much of the problems people have in relationships and in businesses and all that. For a Christian, often, sometimes, it's not because demons are fighting you. It's basic. You are not growing. If you are not growing, when you see growth material, you reject it. When you see growth content, you reject it. Grow. Do you know heaven is happy when I am growing? Even as a pastor, it is required, expected that I grow. I'm telling you, you must grow. At any level, by tomorrow, let the whole world watch you on television become the most anointed woman in the world. Don't be deceived. That is why most people become very powerful. They backslide. They start doing bad things. Why they stop growing? Because they don't understand at this level. How do I grow? Is it just Bible studies as usual? Is it devotion as usual? Is it um, one week fasting as usual? Is it waiting upon the Lord as usual? Is it going out and say, 40 days I fasted, I come out, I look like a broomstick, I look very spiritual as usual? No. So I look very strange. I just finished fasting for 40 days. Look at me, I've not eaten for 40 days. Look at my figure, I have trimmed down. I am very, very anointed. No. You are still an angry person. You are an angry person. You have not experienced the fire of the world. That is why you see your man of God. People don't move me. Me, no matter who you are, no matter what you become, no matter who you are, I know how to talk to God. And you have to connect with anointings that can teach you how to connect with God so you become gold. If in serving God, you are not growing, you are wasting your time. Are you ready for me today? Oh, okay, okay question is this honey for you is this milk for you is this message fire for you is, is this this message is it is it is it um you know water for you is your choice ask somebody which one ask them, ask them which one which one that's right open close right now in the second service I'll take you deep and I'll open your eyes who is ready to grow Oh, I cannot hear you. I said, who is ready to grow? Do you know that when you are growing, you add value to the kingdom of God? Do you know that when you are growing, when you meet her, or when you are growing, when you meet her, you add value to her life? Growing is what we do. And for a pastor, what is my responsibility? What is my assignment? My assignment is your growth. My responsibility is your growth. And I must put in your hands the tools and the systems and the strategies on how to be a wise master builder so you can grow your spiritual house. When they say you, they must know you are not the same person they knew three years ago, four years ago. No, no. You have entered the next level. I say you are in the what? Next level. I can't wait for the second service. I will take you deep I will help you to become a surgeon Of your own life And I will be watching you to see How deep you will be cutting with your own life I will be watching to see How you will be responding Lift up your two hands Talk to Jesus I have come to the end of myself Take over Lord I have come to the end of my journey Take over Lord You don't know we can't be forgotten.